hey, uh, guess what? I said, what's in the, uh, we have the, a meeting before the meeting starts to talk about, you know, how the meeting's going to go and which way we're going to go and who's on and who's not on and, and all these things. And so it's pretty structured, right? So this is my time. And, and so, but I did say in the meeting, I said, unless the Lord does something different, we'll just go along the structure, but we'll always leave the Lord's room to do something. And I feel like this morning, that's exactly what's going to happen. I'm not going to preach my message this morning because I just really believe that this morning I got that word and I know when the Lord speaks to me, it comes really powerful. And I, and I know you're going to find this funny, but my legs shake. <laughs> Don't ask me why. But when the anointing of God comes upon me, my legs start to shake. And this morning my leg was shaken. And so when something shakes like that, you know God's doing something. And when that word came to me, as we were singing that song about the name of Jesus, I felt like there were people in the house that have longed for a breakthrough and it hasn't come. And I just believe that this morning, God's going to give you that breakthrough. I just sense it in my heart. We're going to, I'm just going to speak a little bit about the name of Jesus and we're going to open this altar this morning and I'm going to get people to come forth in the altar that feel like, you know what, whether it's bouts of anger, uh, you know, eating too much food, whatever it is that you have in your life that you know needs a complete breakthrough, we're going to pray this morning and speak the name of Jesus over your life. And if you want to step in for somebody that you know needs a breakthrough, I reckon you should come forth as well. And we're going to agree together because you know what the Bible says? Where two or three are gathered, Jesus said, there I am in the midst. And if you agree, if you agree, touching anything on earth it will be done for you in heaven and so this morning we're going to pray and we i'm not going to ask you and i'm not going to ask the prayer team not to ask you what it is we're just going to agree you're going to speak it and say it within your heart and your mind and we're going to agree that that will be broken over your life in jesus name because i'm telling you what because i felt when that word came there were people here thinking like really Really? One name? This name will deliver me from things that I've struggled with over and over and over again? This one name? I'm going to cry. I'm telling you now, you need to get this revelation within your heart that that name that's above every other name, it will set you free it will deliver you, it will save you, it will give you peace, it will give you understanding, it will give you revelation, it will give you strength, the name of Jesus. It will give you breakthrough. It will give you breakthrough over every demonic hold over your life. Every demonic hold. Do you know what the Bible says when you say the name of Jesus? Every demon trembles. They tremble at the name of Jesus. We just don't know how to use it. And if we don't know how to use it, the times we don't know, want to use it, do you know what it is? We actually like what we're about to do. We like a bit of sin. We like a bit of darkness. And if you like the darkness and want to sin, even the name of Jesus cannot help you. Why? 
Because by your own desire, the Bible says you're dragged away, enticed, and you fall into sin. Because by your own desire, it's what I want. So the person that wants that, he's not going to call on the name of Jesus. Because he wants to do it. There's this desire within us. It's called the sinful nature. And it battles against the spirit. And the sinful nature says, come on, bit of this darkness, bit of excitement, bit of sin. Do you know what the Bible says? There is pleasure in sin. There is pleasure in sin. We know it because we all sense it sometimes. We do a little bit of... Only for a season, the Bible says. Because at the end, it drags you down a path where you are so bound, so depressed. You know what the most depressing thing for a Christian is? To know the truth, to know the light, to know the power and not walk in it. It messes with your head. It messes with your spirit. It messes with your soul. It messes with your confidence. It messes with everything internally because you know the truth and the truth has set you free. You know that the darkness that you have been uh, into in your life has brought you down paths of darkness and despair and you know and then God delivers you and you're set free and yet then if you continue in it, it's worse. This is why the Bible says when you know the truth, this, Jesus gives us this scenario where this evil spirit comes out of a guy and it goes out into arid places because it looks for somebody to possess. It comes back to the same house, the same person. He's clean, the house is clean. He believes in Jesus, but Jesus isn't occupying the house. It's kind of religious mind, right? I just go to church, just do my thing, you know. You can be religious and be Pentecostal, I can tell you now. I could be religious and be a Greek Orthodox, but you can be religious and be Pentecostal, guaranteed. You can come into this place, right moves, hands up, say the right thing, but your heart is like not full of God. It's not, it's not taking your Christianity serious. So when you leave this place, you walk out of this place and you sin. Easy. Why? Because the Bible says in that story, when they come back to the guy and he sees that the house is not fully occupied, they come in the person's worse. He's worse than what he was when he first. He was better off. Jesus said, you're better off not even believing. So let me ask you a question this morning. Do you want the house to be fully occupied? I can guarantee this morning, we're going to have an altar call this morning. We're going to ask the band to come up soon. And I'm telling you what's going to happen. Jesus is going to deliver you. Because it's impossible for a demon to stay in the house when an individual is at the front here saying, Oh, Father God, deliver me. Deliver me, Lord. I just want set free from this thing. I pray in Jesus' name. For a person that's like that, you think God's standing back and going... Now, think about what we're saying. The guy in humility and contrite heart. The Bible says God loves a contrite heart. Do you think God's not going to deliver him? Impossible. You're going to have people this morning lay hands on you. And in the name of Jesus, we break the hold over your life that the flow of God, the peace of God, the joy of God, the Holy Ghost will fill you. And that's exactly what's going to happen. It's exactly what's going to happen. It's impossible for God to lie. Lay your hands 
and they will be filled. Set them free by calling on the name of Jesus and that's what's going to happen. Let me tell you this, and we're going to do it this morning and you're going to be set free. You're going to walk out those doors light as a feather, as if something's released, something's moved. But let me tell you what the key is. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That's the key. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. When I'm by himself and no one's around. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Saturday's all. That's the key. It's those days when you're not in the presence of God where Jesus is surrounded in worship and powerful word and you're lifted. Oh, I sense it even right now this morning. You're pumped. You're ready to go. You're ready. Come on, Louis. Let's have the altar call. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday is the key. On those days, what do you do? On those days, am I speaking the name of Jesus? On those days, am I getting up out of my bed with a... you like that? Monday morning. This is me Monday morning. Oh, no, it's not me Monday morning. So. Monday morning is more like... Oh, either way, Monday morning, I speak the name of Jesus over my life. I speak the name of Jesus over my family. I speak the name of Jesus over my grandkids. I speak the name of Jesus over the atmosphere. I speak the name of Jesus over every circumstance, everything I'm going through. I speak the name of Jesus. Monday morning. Tuesday morning. I speak the name of Jesus. And then Wednesday morning. Woohoo! Connects on. Go to Connect on Wednesday morning. <laughs> yes, Connects on. We had an awesome Connect, didn't we, La? On Wednesday. Clarine came, she gave the word. She's a really good teacher, mate, eh? I was impressed. Telling us about the second Adam, Jesus. How much better the second Adam is than the first Adam. And we had such a great, we had such a great Bible study. When she left, woo! Thursday morning, Woo-hoo-hoo. Pump, Lord, hallelujah. Thank you. So Friday morning, are you ready to go? Saturday, oh, in, the, in your room and you're praising the Lord. Sunday morning, this morning, Rachel, guess what? You tell me what I did. Praise the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> kind of praise the Lord a little bit. Like, I, was, oh, oh. I was in the presence of God. I was praying. 5.30 this morning, praying for this meeting, praying for every individual, calling on the name of Jesus. You're pumped. Why? Oh, I just want to speak the name of Jesus. There's a flow. There's a flow. It flows on Sunday and it pours out. I'm telling you, the tap is on. It's flowing right through this meeting this morning. Worship was outstanding. We were laughing and then the tap's on and it's just flowing. Monday morning, when you get up and you're a bit like, the tap's still on. You just got to connect. What Denise said about that flood in, in New South Wales, you know what's amazing me about that flood? They can see the rain, they can see the water coming. It just keeps coming. And you can slowly see 
that flood is just going higher and higher and higher and there's nothing they can do. Put sandbags and try to stop it. Can I tell you, there's a scripture in the Bible that says that the river of God flows like a trickle and from a trickle in Ezekiel, it becomes ankle deep, right? And then after it becomes ankle, it goes knee and then thigh. It's exactly the same thing. It's building and building and building and building and building and building until you cannot put your feet on the river. You can't put your feet. That's what happens in Ezekiel. They've got the currents taking them. It's moving them away. That's the Holy Ghost. You don't know where, you can hear it sound, but you don't know where he's going, left or right. You don't know where the river's going and where he's flowing. You can get into a place where you're so filled with God, so filled with his spirit, God starts to move you and guide you and skate around and he moves you over here and he moves you over there. Why? You don't control the river. You don't control the river. The river controls you. The Holy Spirit controls you. He governs you. He speaks to you. And those things that come into your life that we're about to pray, that God sets you free, are those things that the river's trying to pick up those rocks, pick up those... and throw them out of your life so the river can flow. it's, it's, It's like you can't, for instance, you're in this river flowing in the presence of God and then you've got your eyes on Jesus and Jesus is moving by his power and then you take your eyes and look across to the, the sandbar and you see some nice looking baby, cute looking thing on the side. Yeah, it's happening. This is sin, of course. It's not, can't, not just, you know, from a guy's point of view. It's sin, Right? Because you're flowing through the river and all of a sudden, what does the devil try to do? Distract you, distract you, distract you. He cannot, will not, doesn't want you flowing in the power. Doesn't want you flowing in the spirit. Why? Because of how much damage you do to his kingdom. He's not stupid. He's been deceiving mankind for a long time. He will deceive you because I can guarantee you, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, tomorrow morning, you'll come up with some kind of excuse or there'll be some kind of excuse in your brain saying, don't get up and pray. There'll be something that he will throw. Why? Because he is at war and you think you're not. He knows he's at warfare. He knows his time is coming to an end. He knows what's happening in this world and this life, but you don't. You might have an incl- like a bit of an understanding, but what he tries to do by his deception, oh man, Marley, he's too on fire. Look at him, man. He's witnessing at, at work. He's doing damage to me. He's seed planting everywhere. I've got to distract him. I've got to get him out of the flow. And how do you get him out of the flow? Make him sin. Somehow. Whatever it is. That's why the Bible calls Satan the man of sin. He's the lawless one. He's the one who creates who got us to sin in the garden. He's a deceiver and he would try to deceive you to get you off the path of the flowing of the river. He wants to get you off the path and onto the sin that's on the side of the place. And some people, we know what we do, the flow, it's moving in your life and you go out of the river onto the bank and plant yourself there, have a little picnic. It's funny, isn't it, Denise? It's true. We park ourselves there, right? And think like, maybe I can get away with it. 
No one's watching. No one's seeing anything. You just sit there, right? Until the pleasure of sin is over. Then you realise, far out. Here I am again. I'm in this dark place. I'm in this place of just no understanding. I'm in this place of depression. I've got no joy in my life. I've got no peace in my life. What do you do? Jump back in the river, right? And you jump back in the river because you repent. Oh, Lord, such a sinner. So here's the river and here you are. You start, and this is how gracious God is to your life. He forgives you. He cleanses you and he gives you another start because he loves you so much and because Jesus died for you and you're under grace so he can do that. You're not under law. And so he goes, sorry, Lord, forgive me. I just, stupidity, cravings of the flesh. I don't know what happened. I just did it. It was stupid. Then you take an oath, but I pray for your forgiveness. So here he's getting deeper and deeper in the water now. Oh, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you that your grace and you get over the, lack of confidence in your life you get back into that place where it's almost like a ladder of repentance and back into the favor of God and back Lord oh yes yes I sense it I sense it I sense the presence I sense the power you are in the middle of the river again let it flow again so off you go again and this is what I believe the Lord spoke to me this morning that we're off again and then what he does he do cycle again cycle Cycle, 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 cycle. Always laying, always the Bible says, laying down the fruits of repentance. We should be mature, growing up, not laying down the foundations again of repentance. God wants to bring you into a place where your feet are not even touching the ground, not even touching the ground. They're moving. The problem is because we do this cycle, cycle, just as it's getting deep, right? Devil again. I cannot let him go deep. I cannot let this guy, I'm telling you, the demonic influences in the heavenly realms, they know. They know when you're getting close to moving in the power and being a real threat to their kingdom. Any general will know if there's snipers or there's some people in there. Listen to this. In the book of Acts, when you see the demonic happening and there's seven sons of Sceva, if you know your Bible, right, they start to cast out demons and they say, in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, we command you to leave. And do you know what the demon said to him? Jesus I know. Paul I know. Who the heck are you? And he gave him such a beating, they ran out naked. They know. The demonic, they know. They know Louis. They know Ben. They know every person here because you're at warfare. They know that your name is written in the book of life. They know that your sins are forgiven. They know that you've got faith. It's their job to keep you from being infective. That's their job. Okay, he's a believer. He's saved and, he's, and his roots are deep in Christ and he knows he's saved by faith. We can't kind of move that anymore because it's, it's deep and your foundational stuff that you believe in your life that's in the word it's deep rooted he cannot rip you up because you're gods and he is but what he can do and what he wants to do is make you ineffective make you ineffective and make you around this cycle continually 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 feeling so sad for yourself but this morning i've preached enough get the band up because we're going to do business with god this morning 
Eh? We're going to do business as well. And I want you to come forth this morning and get delivered, set free, be, be the person God's going and start that journey now from the side of the river, from the bank where you've kind of sat there for too long. Check out the river. Put your pinky in it. It's not bad. Go back. I think God wants you to get right back in the middle and start being the person that God's called you to be. Some of us, right, have had that experience when we were young in the Lord. But over time, over years, he's able to deceive us. And we've lost our love, our first love. We've lost the anointing. We've lost that which God has called us. And I believe God wants to restore it this morning. So let's stand up this morning. And we're going to sing. I was one away in the name of Jesus. Over every heart and every... Pray that the Lord would deliver me from my lack of singing voice. But can I just say, even now, there'll be resistance. Even now, there'll be resistance because you know Pastor Louie's going to ask for an altar call. And I don't want people knowing that I've got to struggle. Listen, who cares about people? We don't care about people. We are family. We love the fact that you're going to be set free. God loves the fact that you're going to be set free. Don't let the enemy deceive you. He works tirely through the flesh. Don't go out there. People are going to see this. People, are going to, You know what Jesus said? He never ever entrusted himself to man because he knew what was in the man. The Bible says the fear of man proves to be a snare. So this morning, we're going to worship. And if that's you, whatever it is, in your life that you want God to set you free from and fill you once again and get you back in the river, we're going to sing this song. And as we sing it, I want you to come forward. Let's sing it once and then let's get some business happening this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.